0: Tobias can't sleep, uh, so he flies over to Rachel's. Um, he can't even think about hunting. Um, he flies in through the open window. Um, she's already sleeping, um, so he goes to leave. And um, she wakes up enough to ask him not to leave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she, and uh, There's this detail, she did not turn on a light. I was relieved somehow. Um but uh, there was a meeting um and the group uh did decide what to do about Beck um Jake figured that the Yerks are probably gonna use Beck as bait for the
2: mm-hmm. other free hawk mm hmm and probably take him to the place that the other Hork-Bajir had been raiding in order to lure them out um mm-hmm. and Tobias. Points out <laughs> maybe that's what Jake wants to believe, um wants and us maybe to believe. yes, and maybe Jake's just looking for an excuse to squeeze the hork beierer to reveal this place for us, and Rachel's like at first she looks like she's going to argue, and then she's like, maybe Jake has gotten more subtle, like <laughs> you know Rachel of two books ago, maybe would have argued, <laughs> yeah, but Rachel, having gone through all of book twenty two Mm-hmm. Um is like, no, you know what? That does sound like something Jake would do. <laughs> <laughs> um but she's like, it doesn't matter. We don't have any other lead. Either he's at this site or he's down in the york pool or he's dead. Like this this is the only thing we can try, really. Yeah. Um so we're gonna go tomorrow in broad daylight, school's out, um and mm-hmm. uh then they turn to talking about how Tobias and Axe followed Arya more.
0: I, I I just want to flag quickly before we get onto that mm-hmm. conversation that Tobias is still blaming himself, mm-hmm. um, because Rachel points out that um, that they almost did get back, and it's not uh, Tobias's fault that the Yurks got him. And it's just like, kid, you will like sprayed with acid mm-hmm. your body did what it did to survive that's not your fault mm-hmm. I, I hate that he blames himself i mean it's all he's in character but i don't like it
2: mm-hmm. yeah and he basically he just brushes it off because he knows that they would just be going yes it was no it wasn't the whole night
1: mm-hmm.
2: um but yeah so they talk about how axe and tobias followed Arya again Um, and Tobias admits that he thinks she may be for real. Um, and he, he immediately, he says that kind of stumbling on it and then immediately pulls back behind an emotional shield. Not that it matters really. Um, and Rachel's like, of course it fucking matters. She's family and she wants to care for you. I forced a laugh. Yeah, that'll work out real well. Hi, Cousin Arya. It's me, Tobias. No, over here, the bird. Yes, your cousin is a red-tailed hawk. Surprise! You don't have to be. I pretended not to know what she was talking about. What? Tobias, you have the power to become human again. Fully human. Uh-huh. You can go to this woman as a human. Hold on one second. No worries.
1: Arrow! I am recording a podcast, sir. (laughs) And I'm talking, so I can't edit your barks out. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) This is a very pet uh, present (laughs) recording
0: today.
2: Uh, You can go to this woman as a human. You can be Tobias again. You can have a family, someone around to take care of you. I don't need anyone to take care of me, I bristled. Rachel jumped up suddenly. Tobias, don't play dumb. You know what I mean. You think I don't know that you're going hungry? I can look at you and see it. Something is wrong lately. I mean, I saw that you... Never mind. My heart was in my throat. What? I almost screamed. You saw me, what, eat that... That roadkill? How is that any different from what you do? Or any human? You go to the supermarket and buy beef or pork or chicken that's been dead for weeks. I don't care that you ate roadkill. Stop being an idiot. I care about you. And when I see you doing that, I know things are going wrong for you. But you're off in your own little hawk world, and no one is allowed to help you. You'd rather starve than ask for help. You can't ever admit that your life may suck, because then you'll feel weak. I'm a hawk, I snapped. A bird of prey. When we're weak, we die. That's the law for us. I'm not a human being. Not anymore. No one helps a hawk. A hawk lives by his eyes and wings and talons. You're a hawk? Rachel sneered. You talk, Tobias. You read. You have emotions. Those are human things, not hawk things. I know. I know. You think I don't know? That's why I'm going hungry, because I'm not hawk enough. That's why I let Beck get away, because I was human enough to care more about my pain and fear than I cared about doing what I had to do. That's just stupid, Rachel said angrily. It doesn't even make sense. You know what? You have to make a choice, Tobias. "'You can be a hawk, but you will never, ever, not in a million years, be a pure, true hawk. "'If you want to stay a hawk, you'll be like you are now, confused, conflicted, torn up inside, never knowing what you really are. "'Or... or you can be human again. All human. You could live with the Arya woman and eat at the table and sleep in the bed. I "'And never fly,' I said.' Never fly again. Never see with a hawk's eyes. Never morph again. I know you guys would all be nice to me, but I'd lose all of you. I'd lose being an anamorph. You wouldn't lose me, Rachel said. For a long while, neither of us spoke. Then Rachel, in a whisper, said, What am I supposed to do, Tobias? I'm a girl. You're a bird. This is way past Romeo and Juliet, Montagues and Capulets. This isn't Kate Winslet and Leo DiCaprio coming from different social groups or whatever. It's not like you're black and I'm white like Cassie and Jake. No one but a moron cares about that. We are... We can't hold hands, Tobias. We can't dance. We can't go to a movie together. I... God, Rachel, you don't think that I know all that? Don't you think I want to have all that? But I can't keep changing. I can't keep becoming something different. One more change, Tobias. Back to human. You'd be free of this stupid war and free of all the danger of living as a hawk. I wouldn't have to worry about you anymore. I couldn't take any more. I just couldn't. It was too much. I felt like I'd explode if I didn't get away from her. I couldn't be that near to her. Couldn't. I turned and prepared to fly away. Tobias, it's tomorrow, by the way. Your birthday. I had Marco hack it into the school records. It's tomorrow you have to see the lawyer lawyer in Aria. Whatever happens there, whatever you decide... Come see me afterward, okay? Maybe we can have a cake with a candle. I spread my wings and flew away.
1: I die. Who's fucked up about animals? We're fucked up about animals!
0: So if anyone thought that maybe we were reaching about (laughs) the whole Tobias-Rachel thing... (laughs) That's uh, canon bitches.
2: Yeah. Uh you can't you can't get more explicit than comparing yourself to uh Jack and Rose from Titanic. <laughs> mm mm-hmm.
0: Mhm. In 1999, that's just
1: uh-huh. like mm, mm. It's just I oh. And it's interesting
0: to me the this is one of the few instances where we see Rachel talking about aspects of the situation she resents and things she wants.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We don't hear that from her very often, or we haven't.
2: Yeah, and think about coming off of the last book with a oh. Rachel who is so afraid of losing her own humanity and so determined to be the person who does for everybody else what what they don't want to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like the one who makes the hard choices and does the bad things so the others don't have to experience it. You know, it, it's interesting because
0: we were talking so much um, in the last book episodes mm-hmm. about how Rachel and Jake uh, see each other as like a tie to their own humanity and you see that again here and now i'm thinking that that's true of every single relationship when you like sit and think about it rachel is the one talking here about wanting to be a quote normal girl not a soldier in a war Mm -hmm. like wanting to go to the movies and hold hands And offering that line to Tobias and at the same time reminding him or showing him just like, hey, this is how I feel. And I like that it's like laying out just like, yeah, no, this isn't pity. I like you. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And you kind of get that notion that if he is seeing something in her, it's not pity, it's the things
1: she wished she had, that that, that they could have mm-hmm. together. <sighs> I'm deceased. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's... And... <sighs> it's...
2: I think Tobias went into this conversation hoping that Rachel would tell him to keep fighting. Yeah. And instead she tells him, like, No, you can be a human again. You should take that chance.
0: Take the out. Yeah. And He can ha- so he can have the thing that she can't. Right. Like if like it's that whole be happy for both of us kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the the i wouldn't have to worry about you anymore hmm another person that rachel feels like she has to protect hmm and we know how much that weighs on her how much she worries about all of that
1: yeah and <sighs> i die i
2: he gets he's so mad because mm-hmm. now, now he's in the position of having to argue against being human
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it, he doesn't want to speak the self-loathing that he's been feeling,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Because that's, that's the argument for staying a hawk comes from that yeah. place of self-loathing.
1: Yeah.
0: It also feels like there's a whole of that, whole, like, don't tempt me, Frodo thing. Just like, no, mm-hmm. please, I'm trying to resist this. Mm-hmm. Don't make this harder, yep. please. I yep. already want this and
1: I'm trying to convince myself I don't. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we
2: cry. And we cry and we never stop crying.
0: Twenty years later, Danielle is still crying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh,
1: yep.
2: Yeah. So um Twice doesn't get a lot of sleep that night. Go figure. Uh he continues to wonder about what's gonna happen with Beck and uh what he's gonna do with himself. Um, and he is so hungry. He's so hungry that he recognizes that if he doesn't eat, he's not going to have the strength to fly out to the Horpazir Valley, um, and wouldn't make it to the battle.
1: Um, and he asks, like,
2: hasn't he done enough? Hasn't he paid a high enough price? Um, and he says it it would it's such a simple decision so easy any fool knew the answer be human be human but he still just can't make that decision um he sees the other hawk he sees the other rabbits um and he's just like he's trembling because he's so hungry and afraid and torn up about everything. Um, and he knows that if he goes after these rabbits that are still out and about, that he could take. That that terrible vision would come back again. And he knows that that's the human in him that's doing that. Uh, and if I wanted to be a hawk, I had to destroy the part of me that felt the part of me that cried for the creatures I killed. No predator could feel for his prey. I could not allow myself to feel the terror I inflicted, feel the pain I caused. Uh, And he's almost, he's so close to just being ready to saying, fuck it, I'm going to morph human. But then he Mm -hmm. tells himself, no, the Hork-Bajir is still counting on me. After the battle. After we save Beck.
1: Then I'll morph human and go to Aurea. Uh, And he finds
2: another uh, roadkill and eats enough of it that he has strength to keep going. Uh, And we get this note, it was my birthday after all, a good day to be reborn. Uh, so the kids meet with the hork and they explain what they think is happening. Um, and Toby's like, sure, you know what? Yes, I will tell you, but we're going with you. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love this. He's like, no, no. we Jake's like, we work alone. Look, we're just going to grab one little hork We don't need a whole army. And Toby's just like, this is a trap. It's a trap because the Irks expect us to come after Beck. We must do the unexpected. We must surprise them even as we step into their trap. Um we have a weird little moment where Jake and Tobias are just like, bang, she's smart. And Toby's like, Tobias is like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um And Tobias to, to, uh, uh the the flap, Okay, and um so it was like they, the Yerks expect a rescue mission or a worst a raid like the ones we've carried out before, stealthy in and out, disappearing into the forest. And she explains, and Jake's like, "Okay, so what do you want to do instead?" And Toby gets this hard look in her eyes, just like attack, destroy the entire facility, even if it means destroying other hawk bushier, even if it means losing Beck. And like Tobias is like taken aback by this, um, and he's just like, "That's awfully harsh, Toby." And she just like it's this little grim smile and he's just like the yurks must not be allowed to think that they can use hostages against us and cassie like pops in with aren't you kind of missing the point i thought the point was to save beck no toby said the point is to defeat the yurks we must be strong once we free a hawk he must never be taken again do you think the Yerks will respect you? They won't. They'll come after you harder. Cassie pointed out, and Toby nods. That is true. But the Hawkbirgers will respect themselves. A fool is strong so that others will see. A wise person is strong for himself. The Hawkbirgers will be strong for the Hawkbirgers. That way, when the Yurks are all gone, we will still be strong. Um. And Jake looked. Fair enough. At which point Marco just is very markable. It's like, Toby, meet Rachel. You two can visit the psychiatrist together. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Rachel's like, she's right. Someone pushes you, you push back. Doesn't matter who it is. You have to make the other guy pay a price. Um, And then we get some back and forth moralizing about war, Mm -hmm. gang warfare. Uh, gives Mark and, uh, Marco an opportunity to do a very bad uh, Sean Connery impression mm-hmm. from The Um And that's really good because I love this. Because, mm-hmm. And this is just kidding me. Like Cassie and Rachel are getting heated
1: mm-hmm.
0: in this, like shoving back and forth verbally. And Marco comes in with a joke. Mm-hmm and it breaks the tension
1: mhm
0: because then marco becomes the butt of the joke mhm and then the, mo- the 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 conflict for now is over and it's just this fantastic little microcosm yep. of how the group works i love these little like tiny things
1: Mhm.
0: Like it didn't even really I think on the first read I didn't really notice it. And now reading it back now I'm just like, "Oh, yeah, no, that's what Marco's doing." Cuz of mm-hmm. course that's what he's doing.
1: Mhm.
0: Incredible. And yeah, I the same thing I suppose with Marco introducing Toby and Rachel. Mhm. Like, "Okay, this is getting a bit heavy. Yep. It's time to be Marco about it." Mhm. Um but it makes on like they've got a small squad of Hulk Bujar, uh, mm-hmm. only ten, um, but it's still not a group to be laughed at, and they're they're traveling to this base, mm-hmm. um, and we have this real good little moment of um, Tobias is flying along, one of the Hawk Bujar speaks to him, and it's just like um, I fight you, and Tobias is like, well, it's like in the Yerk Pool before, and points to this bitching scar. <laughs> and like pad survives being attacked by a bird it's just like <laughs> felt I could say ah it's just like oh <laughs> a device is like I did that I'm sorry no sorry <laughs> it's just like I'm free I wasn't free then I had a yerk, but now I'm free. And that's good. Mm-hmm. And I have and like and we're friends, the Horpush and the Humans. Um it's just like I just love this notion of this, like, and I again for all like they do the simple the way that that way of uh, speaking um, English that mm-hmm. they they portray the Hulk Bajir with. I just love the notion of this like scarred Hulk Bajir, just like yo, you're the bird that attacked me that time. <laughs> yeah, see, she's yeah. just, just like, hey, David. Even Hulk Bajir can tell the difference. <laughs> miss <laughs> the humans are superior. <laughs> Ugh.
1: Yeah.
2: And I love I love the the kind of uh thoughtfulness that this provokes into bias because like obviously like I think pretty much any person's reaction to to that would be like, "Oh god, I'm so sorry." And the work begins like, "No, nah. Like I totally understand." Um and like it's very sad because you think about all of. It is mm-hmm. another reminder that all of the hork-bajir that they fight, uh-huh. are people, like they're not mm-hmm. just faceless mooks. Mm-hmm. Like every single hork they kill is one that they didn't free.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but it kicks off this thoughtfulness into Tobias, um, wondering about. Horkbegier and humans living side by side. Um and we get this good introspection of like humans didn't have a great record of getting along with people different from themselves. Humans killed one another over skin color or eye shape, or because they prayed differently to the same god. Hard to imagine humans welcoming seven foot tall goblins into the local Boy Scout troop when they couldn't even manage to tolerate some gay kid. And like this this sentiment
1: Mhm uh
2: echoes through time word uh and it's just like not we're still dealing with that shit now it's mostly trans kids
0: hmm
2: well you know kids. people
0: losing their minds about the girl guides explaining what asexuality mm-hmm. is hmm saying Ace people aren't suitable to be Girl Guide leaders. I'm just like, I'm sorry, what do you think the Ace people are going to do to the Girl Guides? The whole <laughs> point is that yeah, I feel like you do not understand this at all. <laughs> yeah, You bigoted fucks.
2: Yeah. Uh, and Tobias reflects that like that get pushed, push back. Um, Toby had already seen it. She knew that the Hork-Bajir would need to be strong to defend themselves against humans once the Yurks were defeated. The only way. And he thinks, no, not the only way. The other way is to don't push to begin with. It's the aggressors who start the cycle. It's the guy who wakes up in the morning and decides he can't get through the day without finding someone to attack, to insult, to hurt. But where does that leave you? Letting jerks dictate your reactions, always sinking to the level of whatever creep comes along? My hot, my mind went to that other hawk, the one who wanted my territory. There it was. Push and push back. But it wasn't a good comparison, was it? That hawk wasn't human. All he had was instinct. Couldn't blame him for doing what was natural. So maybe humans were no better. Maybe you couldn't blame a human animal for just being an animal. Except that my hawk opponent had no choice, no free will. He'd never heard, blessed are the peacemakers, or I have a dream, or all men are created equal. It suddenly occurred to me right then, for the first time, that what I thought was so unique about me, that I was a half-instinctive predator and half-human being, wasn't so unique after all. Every human, Jake, Rachel, Marco, Cassie, all humans, kind of lives that live on the edge between Savage and Saint. And the thing is that sometimes when you get pushed, you do have to push back, and other times you have to turn the other cheek. I saw the scar on Fal Taggett's face. I'd put it there. I'd been trying to kill him at the time because he'd been trying to kill me. Now we were on the same side. I guess the trick is to figure out when to do which thing, when to fight, when to let up, a balancing act. And even if I went back to being fully human in body and mind, that balancing act wouldn't go away. Maybe realizing that should have made me feel bad, but it didn't. It just made me feel human. And I'm so glad that this is not a children's
1: book series. Right. Because, like,
2: we- we've had some... Wishy-washy moralistic bullshit before.
0: Yes, very but like much thi- so.
2: This notion of like, where where is the line in the sand for violence and reacting to violence? And I love so much that they say, like sometimes you do have to push back. Sometimes you have to push first. Uh, see the story about the bartender with nazis um Mm -hmm. and that sometimes you do have to turn the other cheek and all of humanity is just trying to figure out when to do which thing um and just like i Mm -hmm. i'm so glad
0: It just made me think about that line um in Mm hogfather about um why humans need fantasy mm-hmm. to make life bearable, um, and it's where where's that exact phrasing? It's where the falling angel meets the rising ape, and that's that space mm. to be in the place, but where you are both. and I'm pretty sure that's not quite what the deal is in that whole fatherland, but just thinking about that and how, yeah, I just I love. That he has, he, he's drawing that comparison between himself and the others, and about it doesn't matter what his body is, mm-hmm. that he's going to have these struggles either way. And the nature of human is to struggle with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like you say, reading that in a book for children. I don't think I've, I mean, granted, I could read a lot more. I don't think I've come across that sentiment phrase that cleanly or that. Easy to understand, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I should say. It's incredibly good. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how this book has had a lot of direct, like not just vague things, but like very much points in human history and culture. Like we get a lot of sometimes the odd bit of like pop culture reference, Mm -hmm. but very much making it clear they are part of our world they're influenced by the events Mm -hmm. that the reader is influenced by it's that shared history and like it adds weight to those choices and the conversations about what it means to be human by reminding those like yeah no by by talking about like the um the the famous speeches by different people and like Mm -hmm the girls arguing about these different points of conflict. Mm -hmm. And um, while I feel like there is some maybe slightly clumsy points of comparisons drawn throughout the book, Mm -hmm. um, again, this is what I kept, it is for children. And I like, this is also one of the few books that expressly addresses, like, uh, the fact that Cassie's black and Jake is Mm -hmm. white.
2: Yeah. The fact that mentions it. Yeah, explicitly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because it's one of the things we've talked about with the failings of the writing of Cassie mm-hmm. as a colorblind character and the fact that we're acknowledging, okay, yeah, but this... And yeah, also like that, like, yeah, it would be stupid to judge Jake and Cassie. Like, mm-hmm. only an idiot would care. Uh-huh. And how it's not that. Yeah. And I appreciate... That well, I okay. It's not analogous, mm-hmm. but also I like that they're making a point that they're aware of it. You know, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. It's it's not nearly enough to be conscious, like or to be mm-hmm. like uh, uh, racially conscious and like mm. approach things with a lot of care. Yeah, but it is. It is good to have something frank in there that yes. tells a child anyone who believes this shit is a is moron. Dumb. Yeah. You know, or the fact that like you should be able to tolerate a gay kid. Mhm. You know, like it's not nearly close to enough but but it is something. It is something. And imagine if that was like
0: the first time a kid read that that was okay
2: yeah and like that kind even even that much wasn't present in a lot of the other books that i was reading Mm -hmm. um and i mean maybe i just didn't come across the right books but also i was ravenous for books um i read a lot of them and Mm -hmm. not many of them was explicit like this mm-hmm. um even in passing i can't
0: get over because i thought maybe you were paraphrasing and not reading directly this is the, i think this is the first time the uh, notion of homosexuality or queerness is has popped up
2: mm-hmm. yeah besides the pre- no homos but like yeah
0: yeah but i mean like expressly saying that um Humans, pe- but also like the failings of people, and it is mm-hmm. expressed as a failing by Tobias in this moment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and how and that lack of tolerance. Mm-hmm. It makes me look at Kai okay and go, "See, I know you're aware of things. Could you not uh-huh. have been aware of the
2: wideness uh-huh. of
0: these things? Yep. God,
2: damn it. Yeah, yeah. It's it is because it is there. It is also extremely frustrating." Um. Yeah, it's like the whole. Oh, you did so good
0: on this bit. So why did you drop the ball so bad on this bit? Yeah, because then you can't go. Oh, maybe they just weren't aware at all. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and and it's it's not hypocritical, but it feels very. It it shows the unconsciousness of biases mm-hmm. that they can say this out loud, but then in the same book have no homo moments.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's that like cis normativity, Mm -hmm. heteronormativity at play. Like we live in an intrinsically white supremacist here in the West, white supremacist society. We live under that. We live under cis and cis heteronormativity. Like unconscious biases are very real.
2: Yeah,
0: and we have to work
1: to unpack that shit. Yeah, it it takes work. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I love that whole paragraph, and the fact that it says it maybe realizing that should have made me
0: feel bad. I was like, why would that make you feel bad? That would make me feel like not awesome, but just like, yeah, nah. I would feel like more connected to my friends. Hmm. It's good. Yes. It's good shit. Yes. is my point.
1: Yes.
2: Uh So the kids go to this site that is a ground-based weapons platform they're building this really powerful dragon beam that could potentially uh shoot down a andalite ship in orbit mm-hmm. um so obviously something that shouldn't continue to exist yeah. um and uh J- jake's like can you point it down at the ground because <laughs> um, <laughs> like all right well let's just fire it at itself cool cool mm-hmm. um uh and they try to figure out how they're supposed to get in um and between them and toby they figure all right well let's pretend that you are just another rescue attempt like a- another raid like a couple of hork bajir coming in make it look like the previous raids because hey the Yerks think you're all dumb as fuck.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, the Yerks all yeah. think you're dumb as fuck.
2: Um, yeah, it's because the Yurks don't know they have Toby. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um. But and, yeah. But what? yeah. Uh, we'll send four Hork-Bajir in, and the Animorphs will be hiding on them as bugs.
0: I love that Marco has this little. I don't want to be a bug. which take. I hate morphing fleas and um. <laughs> And uh, Tobias is also, like, bad guy. He's just like, and Marco's just like, Ryan is just like, I am an ant and I get chopped in half. I'm a flea. I almost get stuck in morph. I do not have a good records with bugs. And Jake's just like, I got slapped as a fly. As if that would <laughs> Tobias, be possible.
2: <helpful.
0: laughs> yes, Tobias. Throw some shade right
2: there.
0: <laughs> uh, I do appreciate that um, Marco opts for spider morph, mm-hmm. um, which is just like, yes. Yep yeah a flea, a mosquito, two cockroaches, one house fly, and a wolf spider yep so uh,
2: so they sneak in uh the apparently it's super duper obvious that it's a trap, uh because again, the Yorks do not think highly of the hork um mm-hmm. and the Hork-Bajir are caught uh big surprise. <laughs> is, yeah like i
0: like' Tobias can't see shit as a because fl- uh-huh. he's in flea morph. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's relying on the others um okay, just it's like, just like let me guess we're caught yep we're caught Marco said sounding satisfied <laughs> just like I feel you Marco I like to be proved right even when it's shitty
2: <laughs> <laughs> um mm-hmm. so they're in a cage um and they're like alright Tobias you're the smallest when you demorph so go ahead and demorph the horc will stand around you they- <laughs> They have to tell the Hork-Bajir to stand in a circle around him facing the outside so it doesn't look super obvious that they're hiding something. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, He demorphs and he just walks out through the bars. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) uh, I love that a guard looks at him and then is just like, well, that's weird and goes back to just guarding and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Tobias goes, he morphs hork and then he comes out to the Hork-Bajir guard, and he's like, hey, uh, they want you. Um, it's one of the things you can count on in this world. There's always a they. Um, I love how
0: Tobias plays this guy. Mm-hmm. Because this other hork guard who's, uh, the Yerk? is clearly, like, annoyed and afraid, like, the viscer isn't here, Yeezy. Yeah, is he? I turned my head and looked away like I wasn't allowed to say more. Now the guy was 10% annoyed and 90% scared. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, hand over the cage. And it
2: works! Mm-hmm. Bitchin sway roll there, Tobias. Yep.
0: <sighs> just, oi.
2: So he unlocks the cage, and one of the other Hork-Bajir controllers is just like, what the fuck are you doing? And he 100%. just hits him with an uppercut.
0: And the other guards hesitate just long enough for uh, the Hawkbushier to come running out of the cage as the kids start demorphing. It's interesting because, um, and I don't know whether this is a KA fucked up moment, because there's a tail growing out of one of the bugs. It's axe. Oh, well, that makes more sense. I'm like, (laughs) what's up in
1: there?
0: Well, now you've said it, I feel silly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a a minute of sharp, brutal content at combat. five mm-hmm. free halt against the four guards, then Axe joined the fight, and it all ended
1: quickly.-hmm
0: um, but the the guards get put in the cage, uh, everyone goes battle morph, um, except tobias who takes to the sky mm-hmm. Oh, got a
2: detail we didn't point out earlier mm. uh, as they're talking about what they're going to do to go inside. Um, we get the detail that they had taken out whatever patrol was going around and oh yeah they just hung the human controllers up in the tree <laughs> yeah and then buried the Hork-Bajir's head in the ground so that they could take them on the way out because mm-hmm. apparently it makes them stay unconscious longer
0: <laughs> incredible
2: uh, <so laughs> just the, the image of of these Hork-Bajir like stereotypical ostriches with their heads in the dirt mm-hmm. it's very good <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, so they they head out with Tobias as the eye in the sky, um, heading out uh to towards the weapon um and a presumable battle. Uh but Tobias sees that a helicopter is coming, and worse, that there's a person in the helicopter, and that person is Arya. Uh and immediately Tobias has all of his illusions shattered.
1: Yeah. The pieces um, just
2: like snap together. Yeah. Um, It was all an act. Arya saving the little girl's life. Just an act, a show put on for the benefit of any animorph who might be watching. And he is raging at himself. He's raging at himself so hard. He calls himself a fool Um, that she went back every two hours that she's a morph. Obviously she's viscer three. Uh, I felt sick. I could barely flap my wings. I couldn't think. I couldn't see. Everything was just spinning around me. I hadn't realized till that moment how much this hope had meant to me. A home. A family. Not for you, Tobias. You idiot. You fool. I hate you. I hate you. I want you to die. I couldn't fly. I landed hard and lay there in the dirt. I just kept saying it over and over in my head. I hate you, Tobias. I hate you. I want you to die. In my life as a human, in my life as a bird, I have never been lower than that. I knew my friends were fighting, I knew they needed me, but I couldn't. Couldn't. After a while, a clawed hand snatched me roughly from the ground, and I realized I was moving very fast. Come with me, Tobias, the weapon is about to explode. It was Toby. In some distant corner of my mind, I wondered how, why she had come. Later I would learn that the battle had gone badly for my friends. It was Toby who'd come to the rescue with the other hork She had seen me fall. She saved me. And when we were safe again, she handed me to Rachel. How did Toby know to give me to Rachel? I don't know. All I know is I was carried, bundled up in Rachel's arms, till we made it back. They take him to the barn and Cassie looks him over because she thinks that he must have been hit by something in order to have fallen out of the sky like that. So she's like, (laughs) <laughs> looking him over trying to look for this injury and eventually she's just like, Tobias, where were you hit? And he who has at this point completely dissociated uh, is just like, I wasn't hit. Um, and he reveals that uh, he saw Arya and that she's a morph. It's all a trap. She's Visser 3. Uh, and he, he begins to laugh at it in the way that it is not funny at all um and just is <sighs> gut wrenching it is so it's so gut wrenching i'm reminded because gay space rocks uh this week uh was talking about steven versus amethyst mm. um where steven and amethyst fight each other about who hates themselves more yeah <laughs> uh
1: and just, like, Tobias yelling at himself for having hope. There's something, like, we've talked so much about uh, Tobias's duality. And what it's
0: like for him to feel so at odds with himself and the parts of himself that he can't reconcile. But to have that manifest so starkly and see that self loathing.
1: I. As somebody that's like struggled with, um, like
0: suicide ideation and stuff like that, it's so much to read that and, like, empathize with that and just feeling so totally
1: lost. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just, like, notion of being there just, like, like, I know I've read and
0: encountered like, people it's just, like, the only reason x person won't kill you the only reason you won't kill yourself is because you're too much of a coward and stuff like that and that kind of abject depression that when when you're so low Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and the only person you can take it out on is yourself Mm -hmm. or it feels like the only person you can take it out is where you're
1: blaming yourself Mm -hmm. because it's not his fault he's a child and when thinking about what you were saying about how about that whole Andalite trait of optimism as well, and just like you can't you can't control how you feel, only how you act. Mm-hmm. And he has been so careful. Mm-hmm.
2: Like he's done everything right. Yeah. They've been watching Arya. He hasn't like gone running to her or anything like that. Like he he has worked with the other animorphs about this the entire time.
1: Like and
2: just this idea that this is where he feels lower than he has ever felt. Lower still than when he was hurtling towards a skylight in a mall yeah because not only was he a fool but then he can't get up to go help his friends when they're having a bad fight
0: not even that he didn't even know how bad the fight was going yeah because if he had and that's because if he had known he probably would have he might have been able to snap out of it because tobias does always put other people
1: in front of his own pain. Mm -hmm. yeah it's he and Toby Mm. I love her in this in that moment yeah
0: like, her understanding and her compassion, like, yeah, also her, her actions, yes, are deeply rooted in pragmatism. But also, she is so kind to him.
1: hmm She sees that he is suffering. And, of course, knows the exact person to give him to as well. Mm-hmm. Like, her ability to understand. I'm emotional, Danielle. Uh-huh. You did this to me.
2: I did. <laughs> Knowingly. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> and they're like, and I'd do it again. I would. <laughs> I know you would
0: <laughs>
2: I know this and I will <laughs> uh, but Tobias doesn't have time to sit and feel sorry for himself because he still has his appointment with the lawyer <laughs>